Hello, this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 7th of April. India recorded over 1.15 lakh new covid cases in the last 24 hours for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic, setting an unprecedented and grim record for the second wave. The government said that the next few weeks are very very critical. The new infections have taken the country's total cases to over 1.28 crores. 630 deaths recorded in the last 24 hours have pushed the total coronavirus death count in India to over 166,000. India continues to be the world's third worst hit country after the United States and Brazil. Maharashtra, the worst hit state, reported over 55,000 covid-19 cases in the last 24 hours in mumbai a centralized system has been set up by the civic body for the allotment of beds to avoid chaos and crowding at hospitals state health minister rajesh tope told ndtv today that maharashtra is likely to run short of covid-19 vaccines mm-hmm. in 3 days mm-hmm. he added that the state had asked the center for more stock After the Delhi government imposed a night curfew from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. since yesterday, the Delhi High Court said wearing a mask or a face cover in a vehicle even when traveling alone was mandatory. Justice Pratibha M Singh ruled that a vehicle moving across the city constituted as a public space and therefore travelers in personal or official vehicles would have to wear masks to control the spread of COVID-19. Adar Poonawala of Serum Institute of India said its current mm-hmm. production capacity to make the vaccine is very stressed. He told NDTV that SII needed 3000 crores mm-hmm. in order to ramp up capacity needed to scale up production by June. Today, the government said that vaccinations will not be opened mm-hmm. up to a wider group anytime soon, stressing on the need to cover the most vulnerable first as the nation tackles a massive surge in covid cases. Union Health Secretary Rajesh Bhushan told ANI last evening that some groups were prioritized because of the limited supply of vaccines. He said and I quote, "Why did we prioritize some group over others? Because in this phase of vaccination till around July, vaccines will be in limited supply." end quote. Talking about looking at reopening mm-hmm. inoculations from a scientific perspective, VK Paul, member of health at Niti Aayog said and I quote, We are lucky about our vaccine production pace but we cannot trivialize it. So far no research has shown whether herd immunity develops mm-hmm. at so and so pace. The answer is not yet sorted out. But we do know that all vaccines being given today reduce mortality and severe disease. That is the priority. End quote. Globally, the coronavirus has infected more than 132.3 million and killed 2.87 million people, according to John Hopkins University. After US President Joe Biden's administration raced through a record 150 million vaccine shots in just 75 days, he maintained that the United States is still in a life and death race against coronavirus. Speaking at a vaccination site in Virginia, he said, and I quote, "We aren't at the finish line. We still have a lot of work to do." We are still in a life and death race against this virus. Until we get more people vaccinated, we need everyone to wash their hands, socially distance and mask up in a recommended mask from the CDC. Mm-hmm. End quote. 
On the other hand, in its latest report to the World Health Organization, North Korea has continued to claim a perfect record in keeping out the coronavirus. In an email to the Associated Press on Wednesday, Edwin Salvador, WHO's representative to North Korea, said the North had reported that it tested over 23,000 people for the coronavirus from the beginning of the pandemic to April 1st, and that all results were negative. WHO officials say that the North is no longer providing the UN agency with the number of people it quarantines with suspected symptoms. The banned Communist Party of India, Maoist, has claimed that a member of the Commando Battalion for Resolute Action, or COBRA, who went missing during the encounter in Chhattisgarh last week, is in their captivity, PTI reported yesterday. COBRA is a unit of the Central Reserve Police Force. Indian Express reported that in a press note issued yesterday, a spokesperson of the CPI Maoist Danda Karanya Special Zonal Committee said, and I quote, The government must declare the names of interlocutors. After that, we will release the policeman in our custody. Till then, he will be safe under our security. End quote. Meanwhile, Manas's wife appealed to the Maoists to let him go, and a video of Manas's five-year-old daughter making an appeal for his release was also widely circulated on social media. 22 security personnel were killed and at least 30 more were wounded in the four-hour gun battle with Maoists that took place in the forests of Bijapur in Chhattisgarh on April 2nd. The manner in which the media reports on sensitive issues such as these is crucial since it can either lead to a de-escalation of the issue or escalate it further. But in the context of the Chhattisgarh gunfight, our reporter Pratik found that Dainik Bhaskar failed in its basic responsibility mm-hmm. as a media organization, that is, to report accurately and responsibly. On Monday, the Hindi Daily published photographs and cited videos on its website that purportedly showed scenes from the attack. The report called them, and I quote, Pictures and videos from Bijapur encounter, stating, In photos, Naxals can be seen making victory signs. Women Naxals carry food material and can be seen cooking. End quote. What Dainik Bhaskar failed to verify was that these weren't photographs from last week's gunfight at all. These photos were taken during a film shooting in Chhattisgarh's Bastar of an unnamed film on Maoism. Bhaskar deleted its report at around 8pm on the same day. You can read more about the report on our website. It is titled, Chhattisgarh Gunfight. Dainik Bhaskar's exclusive photos are actually from a film shoot. While you're there, you can also check out Tanishka and Deeksha's ground report on how the pandemic has adversely affected the entertainment industry and why it cannot bear the blow of another lockdown. It is titled, Suffering Entertainment Industry Workers Can't Endure Another Lockdown. News Laundry is an independent news platform focused on bringing our readers ground reports, interviews, podcasts, and videos with the aim of being fair and factual. We also call out media houses like Dainik Bhaskar when they go against journalistic ethics. So head over to our website, newslaundry.com, and become a subscriber. Our lowest subscription is only 300 rupees a month. A 22-year-old worker of the Indian Union Muslim League died in Kerala's Kanur district today a day after he was injured in a post-poll clash between his party and workers of the Communist Party of India Marxist, PTI reported. The Indian Union Muslim League alleged that the man, Mansoor, and his brother, a polling agent of the United Democratic Front, were attacked with sharp weapons by a group of CPIM workers. 
The party also accused left workers of throwing bombs at the two men. The police have taken a CPIM worker into custody in connection with the alleged attack. Sporadic incidents of violence were reported in parts of Kerala during voting on Tuesday. A family of left supporters were allegedly attacked by activists of the Bharatiya Janata Party's youth wing in Kasaragod. In a constituency in Thiruvananthapuram, a clash reportedly erupted between cadres of the CPIM and the BJP. When we talk about violence during elections, West Bengal has a bit of a reputation. At News Laundry, our team has been reporting on the ongoing election in Bengal, and we followed a trail of alleged voter suppression in Diamond Harbour. Curious? Head over to our YouTube channel for more. The report is titled "The Story of Booth Number One Five Nine in Diamond Harbour, Panchagram." Sekhar Sharma, a writer in Assam, was arrested yesterday on sedition charges. Sharma was arrested reportedly for a Facebook post about security personnel killed in the Chhattisgarh gunfight last week. According to the Indian Express, Sharma had posted, and I quote: "Salaried professionals who die in the line of duty cannot be termed as martyrs." Going by that logic, electricity department workers who die of electrocution should also be labeled martyrs. Do not make people sentiment media. End quote. Two lawyers filed an FIR against Sharma in Dispur, saying her post brought utter disrepute to the honor of our soldiers. Sharma was subsequently arrested two days later. Guwahati Police Commissioner Munna Prasad Gupta said she was arrested under various sections, including IPC 124A, which is sedition, and would be produced before court tomorrow. After the backlash, Sharma took to Facebook on Monday night and said, and I quote. Isn't misrepresenting my post mental harassment? Will the false propaganda against me come under rule of law? Why has there been no investigation regarding the FIR I filed about the murder and intimidation threats I received earlier? End quote. Around 100 migratory birds have died in Pongdam Lake in Kangra district of Himachal Pradesh following an outbreak of a second wave of bird flu in the state. PTI reported today. Chief Wildlife Warden Archana Sharma said that the National Institute of High Security Animal Diseases in Bhopal has confirmed the presence of H five nine eight avian influenza among the samples of the dead birds. However, the strain is a different one from the H five N one that was detected earlier this year. Sharma said that, like the previous outbreak, most of the victims on this occasion too were bar-headed geese. while the dead birds include nine grey lag geese as well some incidents of deaths of other birds have also been reported from other parts of the state including theog in shimla district and manali in kullu district the pongdam lake wildlife sanctuary has been closed for visitors and the bird flu action plan has been activated which includes surveillance testing and scientific disposal of dead birds The outbreak of bird flu that occurred earlier this year had spread to as many as 14 states with many states imposing a ban on the sale of chickens. The Guardian reported that the Iranian foreign ministry has confirmed that an Iranian cargo ship believed to be covertly deployed for military use off the coast of Yemen has been attacked mm-hmm. in an incident that threatens to inflame the maritime proxy war between Israel and Iran. Officials in Tehran confirmed on Wednesday that the MV Savis had been targeted in the Red Sea, a day after media reports said that the ship had suffered damage after being hit by limpet mines. 
Iranian Foreign Ministry spokesperson Saeed Khatibzadeh said that the explosion occurred near the Djibouti coast and caused minor damage with no casualties. He added that the incident was under investigation. The targeting of the MV Savis is the latest in a series of reported attacks on Israeli or Iranian-owned cargo ships since late February, for which the two sides have each mm-hmm. accused the other of being responsible. Tuesday's attack came as Iranian officials gathered in Vienna to negotiate the restoration of the Moribund Agreement designed to curb Iran's nuclear activities. Former U.S. President Donald Trump's withdrawal from that accord in 2018 deepened tensions in the Middle East and was followed by an increase in attacks on ships that were often blamed on Iran. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.